Musical Theatre Writer Guy was written and filmed as a YouTube channel series on the traditional and unceded territory of the Muncie Lenape and Canarsie people. Each episode is also released here in podcast form. To learn how you can work with me or to join the Musical Theatre Writing Collective, please find out more at michaelraddy.com. That's M-I-C-H-A-E-L-R-A-D-I dot com. Enjoy the show. We always seem to focus conversation on writing the songs for musical theater, but that's not the only music that takes place in the show. So what about the rest of it? The music underneath dialogue, the spaces between story moments, and the literally unsung pieces. Where did they come from? How do we create them? It's an excellent topic and not something that we talk about very often. But here are six questions to consider when you are looking to write incidental music and underscore. First and foremost, I do want to say that we don't usually end up thinking about writing incidental music and underscore until much later along in the process when we've got a good idea of where the storytelling is calling for it or where we need something orally in the story. So honestly, don't worry too much about this upfront in your process. The major exception to this would be when there's a moment in your piece that is integral to the story where there is going to be music but there's not going to be any dialogue nor a sung voice desired. This could be a dance sequence or a movement sequence or some other form of silent storytelling. Otherwise this is a late stage game to play which is great because you want to make sure that the music fits the tone, the emotion, the timbre, and the color of the musical on the whole so everything feels cohesive. These moments want to be like little pieces that fit in the overall sound puzzle of your show. This often means that you will be looking at the music that comes most recently right before this music moment that you're gonna write or the one that comes next to kind of get a sense of what the piece you're gonna write, incidental or underscore, what that's going to be doing in the show. Okay, so here are the six questions to ask that will help you suss out what it is that you want and need to know in order to write these musical moments. Question number one to consider, will this piece of music come directly out of another piece or will it be leading directly into to one. For example, in The King's Legacy, when I was writing the music for the underscore of the Queen's coronation at the end when Elizabeth is being crowned, this takes place directly after her mother was beheaded. So we have this music that comes out of the end of Queen of England. Leaving no space for applause creating a lift by being in such a different key center. There's something beautiful about that. Anyway. Question number two. How much storytelling weight does this moment require? Toward the end of Act 1 of The King's Legacy, Anne Boleyn has this moment where she has to finally deal for the first time with Henry when he is absolutely irate. And he just threw his wife out of court for her. And so there's a moment here of actual storytelling, of actual character and plot development that happens, but with no dialogue. There was never any dialogue I could write that seemed to fit the moment, so instead the whole thing is done to this music. And this bridges the gap musically between the song that came before, Patience, and the next song, the song Mary Remember. 
compelling story over that music, something that provides a decent amount of tension and crunch between this moment of anger and this next moment for the queen herself. By the way, this video came about specifically because of a question posed by someone in my flagship musical theater writing workshop course. So if you would like to be in an environment where you can ask direct questions about things that you're wondering about and get live answers with me, you can check out that course by clicking on the link in the description below. Question number three, is this music covering up a transition where nothing in particular is happening within the story? I think the most famous example of this that comes up all the time in musical theater is when we have a big production number, but then we've got to get everybody off stage or get the scene changed somehow, and we get this little tag or reprise or little outro of the music of the previous production number. That happens quite a bit. In fact, in the world premiere production of The King's Legacy, we added one of those in after the title song, The King's Legacy, because we needed to get things changed up. How did we get the buffoons off the stage? We gave them some music. Question number four. Will you want to include motifs or colors from elsewhere in the show that pertain to this moment of storytelling or the characters involved? Throughout The King's Legacy, we have little sections of a letter that Anne wrote to her daughter that Anne comes back and kind of recites as we go along. And whenever she does so, we are pulling music directly from her sung material that we've already heard in the show. So like, for instance, in the very last letter, when things are not going particularly well, and there's a little bit of darkness in the letter itself, we get this moment from our character establishment song that feels a little crunchy. emotions are you trying to elicit from your audience with this music? There's a moment in King's Legacy where there is a pageant and mask dance. This is where Henry and Anne actually begin to meet each other in a more substantial way, begin to flirt with one another. I wanted there to be an element of fun to the music as well as a slight element of danger. So one of the themes in that pageant and mask is this. bit of a dance feel to it while at the same time being a minor and making us feel like, ooh, what's gonna happen? And question number six, can you or should you reuse or reshape music that you've already written? There is a section that I've talked about. It's the musical montage in King's Legacy called Mistress Anne. It's a period of time where we see Anne rise through the court and really gain Henry's affections and how she does it. During the two sections of that large montage where she has scene work being done, one with dialogue, one with less dialogue, the music that underscores those moments between the sung bits of the song utilize her music from the B section of her character establishment song, heavily disguised. But that section, which I've already played for you a little bit of, that's that da 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 it's got a lot of crunch built into it. That music always comes up when Anne is doing something a little bit dangerous, when she's reaching a little far. And so I was able to reuse that music in a way that the audience probably never picked up on, but definitely made them feel a little bit less comfortable than all those sung sections. But even with having considered all six of these questions, you're always going to need to keep an eye on whether or not the music you're writing is fitting within your musical world. And if you're not sure how to do that, then you can watch this video next. Otherwise, thank you all for being here with me today, and I'll see you again soon. Cheers! Thank you for listening to Musical Theater Writer Guy, available wherever you get your podcasts. If you enjoyed this episode, please make sure to rate and review this show as it really helps others to discover what you already know. 
And please do share this show far and wide so we may all become an even closer musical theater community.